Are you a woman in the middle? You're in the right place. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and you are listening to the Women in the Middle podcast, episode number nine. Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode, which is all about getting a handle on what you're waiting to do in your life, why you're waiting to do it, and more importantly, how to stop waiting and start living now. I wonder what thought popped into your head just now as I mentioned the topic today. What is the thing that you're waiting to do? Or what is one of the things you're waiting to do? Maybe you're waiting until after you lose weight to get a family photo taken. Or maybe you're waiting for your life to get a little calmer so you can start focusing on a hobby again, like maybe sewing or crafting. Or maybe you're waiting until you're better at yoga to join the yoga class you really want to take. Or waiting to be a better musician to play in public again. Or maybe you're waiting to simply play again. I think you get the point. Most of us can think of something that's relevant to us, something we're waiting to do. As women in the middle, we wonder where the time's gone when we still haven't done half of the things we want to do. But what I'm talking about is something a little different. These are things we're waiting to do. Rather than living now in the present moment, rather than embracing that this is it, And this moment in time deserves to have our focus and appreciation, and that we should be enjoying our time as much as we can. This topic has been a bit of a theme lately with my clients, which is why I really wanted to bring it up. What typically happens is that my client will tell me about something that they think they can't do yet for a variety of reasons. They think about it as cut in stone. It's a done deal that's off the table. Many have no awareness that they have a choice, that they're making a choice. It really got me thinking about what I've been waiting to do. The first time I realized this was about six or seven years ago when I ran into someone at the front desk at my tennis club. He was talking about the amazing whitewater rafting trip he had just taken with his family in the Grand Canyon. I didn't know him well at all, and quite frankly, I can't even remember his name. I I recognized his kids. But my thought was, hey, wait a minute, that's my trip. That's the trip I want to take. And by the way, I didn't even think your kids were the type that would enjoy such a thing. I was taken aback by my thoughts and my overall reaction. And I realized that I was waiting to take this amazing trip for some reason. I hadn't even looked at the details, but it was so clear that in my mind, I put the idea of this trip on some kind of a pedestal that it was so fantastic, so expensive, so special that I couldn't think about it yet. It was for later. I wasn't aware of any of these thoughts. Lately, I've become aware of another thing I'm waiting to do. (laughs) It is using my china. I have a set of beautiful china. I love the pattern too. Like it's green and it has golds and it has these classy but fun little three-dimensional dots as part of the pattern around the edge kind of reminds me of a little bit Art Deco. I never use these dishes. I don't know why. I remember years ago when the kids were small, I discovered Corningware. 
I saw how compact it was when it was all stacked up on the um, shelf in the cupboard. I loved that it wouldn't break. I thought it would be easier to use and manage than my Mikasa plates, which were bigger, heavier, and of course, breakable. So I stopped using my beautiful Mikasa plates, even though I loved them. That decision morphed into the action of just using Corningware all the time. I have the square white plates, simple, clean, lightweight, they go with everything. And I use this set of Corningware even in the dining room, even traditional family meals, only two or three feet from my beautiful china, which is stacked up and protected in those felt zipped pouches in the china cabinet, never to see the light of day or be enjoyed by my family. I always had the idea to save the good china for special occasions, for later. And now, as a woman in the middle, I see that I've only used them a handful of times over the last two decades. I bet my kids, who are university-aged, they probably don't even know them. I don't even think they ever remember using them. It's crazy, right? What am I waiting for? And... Don't get me started on how most of us are around having pictures taken of ourselves and wanting to wait until we look better. Moms have told me that they wait to have professional family photos taken until they lose some weight, even if a milestone goes by. If that milestone, like how old the kids are or whatever, if that passes because they're not happy with the, the way they look, they wait. Same with professional headshots. That happened to me too. I knew I needed to have professional shots of myself taken when I developed my coaching website a couple of years ago, and I hesitated because I wanted to lose some weight, and I was self-conscious of having two chins, the double chin thing. So I actually considered launching my website without professional shots. Can you believe this? <laughs> Not the best idea. I coached myself out of that thought and had them taken. And it was a great time for me to learn that Photoshop is a beautiful thing. So I lost some weight and I realized that, you know what, guess what? They're only pictures and I can have them updated. It was a great experience for me to have though, because it helped me understand you guys better. I know that some of you hate to be in pictures for the same reason, but you've also told me that you recognize that it's a problem because you're not represented in the family photos, which isn't the best case scenario, because when your kids look back on their childhood, you aren't there. Where was mom? I think she went swimming with us when we were on vacation, right? <laughs> I can see them saying this. She wouldn't have just sent us out there on that camping trip alone, would she have? <laughs> we are something, aren't we? Fascinating. As I mentioned, this topic of not living now has been a trend with my clients recently. The areas that I see most are with writing, music, art, sewing, yoga, and travel. Wait a minute. Let me correct myself. The areas are not writing, not playing music, not painting or drawing, not sewing, not quilting, not diving into yoga, not traveling. What I mean is that so many of you aren't letting yourselves love what you love. You are waiting. I think it's worse than that, though. You're playing a waiting game. Here's what I mean. Dictionary.com defines waiting game as the following. A stratagem in which action on a matter is reserved for or postponed to a later time allowing one to wait for a more advantageous time to act or to see what develops in the meantime. Get it? 
as women in the middle, you know all too well that at your age, at our age, life is a little unpredictable. You're in the middle of being the go-to person for your parents and kids, and life has a way of getting in the way of what you want to do on your timeline. Notice a couple of the words and phrases used in this definition. First, I used the word stratagem, which is funny in and of itself. I've never actually said that word, and I'm sorry, I just had to point that out. Sorry, a little digress. Okay, here's what I want to point out. The definition said, postpone to a later time, wait for a more advantageous time, see what develops in the meantime. Girlfriends in the middle, there really isn't a better time to love what you love and live life to the fullest. If you haven't figured it out yet, I'll give you a little hint. This is real life. Life is unpredictable. Time does fly. So let me ask you this. What if you didn't think that it would be easier to do it later? Just get your head around that for a minute. What if you didn't think that it would be easier to do it later? Thinking that it will be easier to do things later is actually a thought. It's how we think of life. We think these things that we love and want to do, writing, music, art, sewing, travel, etc., will be easier to do later. But my point is that so many of us think this thought all the time as if it were reality. We accept this thought as the truth. And notice what happens when we do. This thought creates the way you feel. Add in the thing you love that you're not doing to really drive the point home. It will be easier for me to finally start writing a blog later. It will be easier for me to go to a writing workshop later. It will be easier for me to get back to music later. Make it even more specific. It will be easier for me to start playing the drums later. It will be easier for me to pick up my cello again later. It will be easier for me to play piano later. It will be easier for me to travel to France for a few months later. It will be easier for me to finally start quilting again later. It will be easier for me to get better at yoga later. Now, notice how thinking this way about doing the thing that you love makes you feel. Resigned, unmotivated, wistful, longing, not fulfilled. And when you feel this way, what are you likely to do? Something else. Carry on with what you're doing, status quo. And the result that you create is that you don't do the thing you love because it's easier to do later. You prove your thought. Guess what, ladies? The last part of the definition of the waiting game is to see what develops in the meantime. Nothing will develop in the meantime when you think about things like this. And so it goes. Another decade flies by and you still haven't done it or started it or thought about how to make it happen. With the kind of coaching that I do, we work on the cause of the results in your life the cause of the results in your life that you aren't happy about, not just the symptoms of your result. What I mean is that you don't just work on making a schedule when you work with me. For example, I won't just get you writing, sewing, or playing the piano again according to a schedule, kind of like an accountability sort of arrangement. We need to do some work before we get to that. 
We need to work on your thoughts. It would be like swimming upstream if we didn't do it that way. The real problem is your thinking. So if you try to make changes before you work on changing why you're thinking the way you're thinking, you're not going to have sustainable results. It's like you're fighting with your mind. Thoughts create feelings and thoughts are optional. So let's get back to thinking about what another thought might look like in these scenarios. The old thought that's not helping you is something like this. It will be easier to do this later. Or it's too hard to do this now. Or I'm too busy to do this now. Like I suggested earlier, what if it was just as easy to do it now? I just saw you roll your eyes straight back into your head. You started to think, okay, Susie, that's ridiculous. My kid is applying to universities and this year is going to, I'm just going to be totally swamped with traveling around to college preview days or yeah, right, Susie, dad just got diagnosed with cancer and I'm exhausted taking him to the appointments. I'm sure one of you were also thinking this thought. Good one. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about making a career change at 50 and now you want me to find time to sew? <laughs> I hear you. My point, though, is that how easy you think it is to do something is just a thought. Just recognize that there are thousands of thoughts available to you. And when you choose one that makes you feel bad, you will have one result. And when you choose one that makes you feel good, you'll have a different result. We can play with this thought a little bit, too. What if you were wrong that it wasn't easy to do now? Could you be open to the idea that it could be easy to do now? Could you be open to the idea that it could be easier to do now than you think it is? What if you could learn how to make it easier for you to do now? I'm not totally arguing with you that you have a lot on your plate. I totally get it. But I am asking you to think about not completely closing down the possibility of doing something that you love now, even though you're busy. Why? because you want to, because you love it, because it's part of who you are. When you think about figuring out how to do what you love, you find a solution. Even subconsciously, your brain starts working on solving the problem when you think about it in a way that invites these thoughts. When you think about waiting to do what you love, you don't. Your brain is in sync with your thoughts. It's that simple. The results we create in our lives prove our thoughts. So when you tweak your thinking to support what you want to create in your life, to live the life you want to live, you will create that result. One more question. Did you also roll your eyes when I suggested that these tweaked thoughts about being open to how you might be able to take a baby step and incorporate into your life now? If you rolled your eyes when I offered a tiny little change about the way to think, I want you to ask yourself why. What do you make it mean when you're open to this suggestion, a suggestion that would change things a little bit for you and make it more doable? What do you make that mean? These thoughts are really important for you to recognize. They're dream stealers, and I wonder how often you think them. Notice how they close you down and bring you down. And I want you to recognize how they are thoughts and how they are also optional. As women in the middle, you owe it to yourself to really think about how you're spending your valuable time on this planet. I know I've said that once before in another episode, but I really think about it that way. Your time is so valuable and you owe it to yourself to think about what's happening. 
why you've chosen to wait to do more of the things that you love, you have more wiggle room than you think, even when you're busy. And just imagine my family's surprise when they see some beautiful china on the dinner table next week. (laughs) They won't know what hit them. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this amazing ride. Being a woman in the middle is the best place to be, even as we're learning together one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Women in the Middle. If you liked what you heard and want more, head over to womeninthemiddlepodcast.com slash guide to download a free actionable guide that will help you break out of your midlife funk and start living the life you want. Oh, 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 oh,